And Cole gets another good righty and another right by Cole, a left by Cole this time. Tipped in front by Mika Rantanen. He shoots and scars. Nathan McKinnon. Cole J.T. Comfer. 877 goes now. Gabriel Landeskog. Collective hugs. 29 and 92. Sammy by Grubauer. Move over, Picasso. This piece of art is by McKinnon. My goodness gracious. Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits, my go-to shop to get my Breckenridge Brewery, like the shirt I got on right here with the agave wheat. I'm Nathan Rudolph, joined as always by AJ Hayfley here. Gonna be more of a technical day, and should be good to go as far as, well... The NHL hasn't made anything official, but it sure sounds like they're awfully close to a lot of things. Uh, For starters, the old bait and switch of everyone talking about Vegas being a hub city for months. And now it looks like it's going to be Edmonton and Toronto, both Canadian cities, as the two host hub cities for this playoff format. Yeah, I mean, when when the COVID cases spiked in Nevada, it was like, well, this is stupid. This is you're you're just walking into a problem now. Like you're you are going to create your own problem if you insist on Vegas. And like Vegas had by far the best infrastructure, the best setup for it. It was all going to be good until the cases just started to get out of control and 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 they're on the rise. And it's not the case in Canada, uh, in and certainly not in uh, at the level that it is in the United States. And it got to the point where it was like, look, the one thing that the hockey season has going for it right now is that it's not messing around with regular season games. It's just trying to get a postseason in. And it has the luxury of multiple Canadian cities at its disposal. So we can go to a country that's actually taking the virus seriously and has has actively taken steps to contain the spread of it so that out of control yeah right so that it's not it, the the threat of it like that they're going to be in canada i keep hearing all these i'll oh, just cancel the season just cancel the season it's like look they're getting out of here yep once they get into the hub cities they should be okay if players take it seriously and they they follow the guidelines and the restrictions and they're not doing dumb things there will, of course, be guys who do dumb things, but I think there's going to be a certain level of accountability because 12 teams worth of players and personnel are all going to be crammed into a confined space. If, you know, if, if Colorado players are out are, are out or are seen out doing dumb things by Dallas players, you know, I think there's going to be, I, I, I trust that there will be accountability there. Yeah. The Dallas players are going to be like, Hey, you morons. We're in this together. Right. Trying to finish play some this hockey or, over here, or do you want to finish this or not? And maybe I'm just being an, an idealistic and naive idiot, but I definitely think that uh, that all of the players doing this thing together, Ty, all of the players doing this together in a confined space increases the chances that they'll take it seriously. 
I, and it being in Edmonton, it's just like, look, this is this should help them. I agree with that. Um, I think Edmonton is is a great choice in that regard, and given the <clears throat> relative isolation of the city and and things like that, I do wonder about Toronto a little bit. Yeah, given it's a much more not only larger city, but you see a lot more transient things going on people passing through the city every single day stuff like that there's a lot more opportunity for things to go wrong there not that there wasn't in vegas but yeah it it's gonna be harder the quarantine has to be stricter when it comes to a city like toronto as compared to edmonton so we'll see how things play out of course at the end of the day i i wonder how tight it'll end up being, how much teams will end up getting away with when it comes to quarantining and things like that. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Toronto and Edmonton are in the playoffs, but they'll have to stay in the hotels as well. So not really a big deal there. We've talked about how there there isn't really a home ice advantage for any of these teams. Yeah. With them having to stay in their hotels, they're not going to consistently get to use their own locker. Like their stuff's going to have to go in and out. Even if the Oilers get to use the Oilers locker for every game they play, um, like they, they're going to have to take their stuff out immediately after the game. So there's no sense of comfort there. Yep. Um, They're going to be, they're going to be in the hotel just like everybody else. There's not going to be fans in the stands. There's there's really very very little true home ice advantage that they've uh, all the things that you would say are are would give a team home ice advantage have been largely mitigated. Yeah, I. It's again, it's not going to be a perfect situation by any means, but sure. Given everything going on, and the fact that they just are trying to put something together. I don't have any complaints. Yeah, and and unlike the NBA, uh, I have a lot more confidence they can pull this off just because of where it's going to be located. Not Florida? Right. Like, Florida is one of those places that's getting hammered right now, and it's like, are, do you really want to put 22 teams or however many of the NBA teams are, are restarting up and they're playing – they're playing like, like two and a half weeks regular of regular season, season. Yeah, and then they have weird. like the play-in, and then they have the postseason, and they've already got players who are opting out, and like they haven't even gotten there yet, and you know, and Major League Baseball has players that are opting out because it's a regular season, and it's like, look, this is like three months of my life that I'm just, this isn't worth it for the 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 risk, all of that, you know, that's okay, like that's fine. I don't think we've had any NHL players opt out yet. I guess there isn't a finalized no. system yet either, but there's not. And that's honestly, that's what I want to use free skate Friday to talk about tomorrow with Earl is I, I want to get into, uh, is there do play, do NHL players honestly have a choice? Right. That little bit of the underlying NHL. Yeah. Hockey's, hockey's culture sure. versus, yeah. versus do these guys, you know, would 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 their choice to opt out be accepted league wide? And that or is would they would they face retribution? So that's what I want to use Free Skate Friday to talk about. Um, have a fun, silly show talking about something serious. It's the way we roll. Uh, we'll yeah, save, we'll save that for Friday then. Uh, starting to to look around, the rest of everything going on is 
at this point, the NHL and the NHLPA are having conversations every single day that are pretty lengthy. And we're getting to the point where they're nailing down the, the minor facts, the small factors, and, and even talking about a potential CBA extension. Uh, at this point, up to 2026, I believe, is what has yep. been thrown out there. So, will it get done? Who knows? It's the NHL. Sometimes these things take a lot longer than they should, but certainly it a only, lot of steps are getting taken. It feels like it's taking a long time because we hear about it every day. That is true. You know, like where we've been hearing about a possible CBA extension for almost two weeks now. And like, if they were just, if they had just been like, Hey, if they had just not leaked any of this, you know, yeah. just, just keep it on the DL here a little bit. Let's, let's, you know, have these conversations responsibly, <laughs> but you know, I guess as a reporter, I shouldn't say that. Keep leaking boys. Please leak stuff to us. Keep <laughs> leaking boys. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I guess that's that's a question, right? Because at a certain point, the NHL obviously knows at least some of this material is leaking. Yeah. And they aren't doing anything to stop it. I, I imagine somebody for the NHL has a Twitter account, yes? Yeah, right. So at, to a certain level, the NHL wants this information being dripped out there. And I guess that's kind of an interesting choice to me. Like, I understand. On the one side... You want to keep the league in the front of people's minds on like on Twitter, on purview, let everyone know that, hey, they're still working to come back, blah, 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 blah. But yeah, it's almost feels like a little bit of burnout after a while of they're trying to come back, but nothing is really happening. So it, it almost feels bad as a consumer of the content. Yeah, I mean, I'm it's sort of how it works. It is. But um, it's you know it's fine. I'm, I'm. It's very whatever. I um, honestly, I'm just excited that they chose. They've chosen two cities that make sense and that probably give the best chance to actually get this done. And getting out of the United States is, is a huge boon. Definitely good. To like, see. and I don't. I don't say that as some like angry anti-American rant. It's just. Logic. Just look at the COVID numbers and then right. understand like, why. The the big fear is that half of a team is going to get sick. You know, like what I, I'm very very concerned about what's going to happen when football season tries to get going because they're stubborn as hell. Yep. You know, when baseball season gets actually rolling along and these guys are out and they're playing games and they're in a bunch of different cities and they're you know they're they're doing the thing. Totally reasonable to wonder how that how long that's going to go. But these guys isolated in Edmonton and in Toronto in a country that has done a good job overall of managing this. Um, I'm you got a lot more encouraged. Right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a good way to put it. They definitely have better odds to get this thing done, especially because they're not messing around with any regular season. They're dropping into the postseason and they're saying. Let's play our most important games. Let's get this over. Well, let's let's do this thing. And I, for one, am very excited for it. And I have more confidence now that we're actually going to see it. I don't have confidence in the other sports. I have confidence in the NHL. I, agree. I which is a sentence I don't believe I have ever said in my entire life. 
Well, Pete says all this Hub City talk makes me want to drink. Pete, I hope you are drinking Pete. a Breckenridge Brewery, the My official guy. beer of DNVR. Whether you want the agave wheat shirt I got here or, you know, a classic avalanche amber, AJ's favorite strawberry sky, you name it. You can pick them all up from the farmhouse down in Littleton <clears> from noon to 8 p.m. and get $5 off when you use code DNVR. So be sure to give those guys some love down there. We always love drinking our Breck brews. You can get orders in at 303-803-1380 or, of course, always go to your local Davidson's or liquor store to pick up your Breck brew we also have a big wgt golf tournament coming up this weekend the fourth of july is right around the corner many people having this weekend off and and things like that use some of that free time to head on over to dnvrgolf.com and download wgt golf and join the dnvr clubhouse to get in on the action we're playing the best of par fours course four, of course, 4th of July. So everything adds up there. Be sure to bring your A game out as there are some really awesome par fours out there because they have true to life courses in the game loved by more than 20 million people around the world. Again, dnvrgolf.com to download. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As we continue moving through, let's be honest, this is a lot of logistical things being worked out for the NHL as of late. One that we've talked about quite a bit on the show is the expectation of a flat cap for the next couple of years. And now it also sounds like in that third year, it's just going to be a $1 million raise. So currently it's $81.5 million in uh 2022 it would be 82 and a half million uh the realities of that are teams are not going to be signing a ton of expensive free agents league-wide basically there are going to be a few teams that have a lot of money to work with but pretty much everyone is is going to be on a, a tighter diet than they were before so we'll have to we'll have Sorry. to see you're good. You're good. I'm alive. Either way. We had a little uh, we have drama taking place. Big drama confirmed. Yeah. Just trying to put out fires. All right. Well, while anyway. fires are burning that I don't even know about it yet, uh, the fire that is, is going out is cap increases, AJ. Yeah. Um we're in a we're in a tough spot here. Um, I you know, the league is the league is doing what they can to avoid like a, a flat. So a flat cap isn't the worst thing, right? I uh, uh, imagine a ten million dollar rollback. That's right, the worst that thing. Would be like disastrous. That's you're cutting guys, you're buying them out, you're doing whatever, and then you're trying to sign guys to paltry con- con- contracts. Like it's. <clears throat> the flat cap is probably the best middle road uh, in terms of the financial situation where they're, where they're stuck right now. Yep. Um, losing out on $700 million in revenue uh, from the end of the regular season and being, being able to put together this, this playoff, which they're having to spend a lot of money to Just put, to put on. together. Yeah. 
Right. So it's not like this is like pure profit for them. They're having to spend quite a bit of money to make sure that this thing between all of the testing procedures and everything, it's all of it, right? Like just all of it. Um, but it's it's really the flat cap is going to be um the the flat cap is going to be a uh, it's going to keep certainly from an apps perspective it's going to keep the apps from doing anything this this off season like big this off season right um I, well i think that's a lot of teams not like yeah. obviously the abs particularly but with a bunch of teams and the unknown of the expansion draft coming up it's really hard to to make moves without knowing how much cap is coming off in the future years with that expansion draft. Because like if Seattle rolls up and takes some $700,000 prospect, you're getting no cap relief from the expansion draft. If they take some dude that you're paying four to 5 million, that's a lot of money to play with. Yeah. So it, yeah, I, I also think that the, the, contracts have been going way up they and have. we're gonna we're gonna see a major scale back at least for this year yep. of of those deals and i think the the biggest impact is that i think that long-term deals are going to be rare i agree we talked about this a little bit yesterday and how like dadanov and hoffman guys like that in free agency they've got to get theirs they don't yep. have a choice um but- this is this is too many years for it to for them to to get cute with it They've got to get paid and they'll get offers, but it's just instead would, of six million dollars, it's four and a half. Right. I would say anyone under the age of twenty-seven certainly should not be looking for a long-term deal right now. Yeah. I mean that puts Lant Landy like right on that cusp where he's it like does, unfortunately. He's all and he's already a guy where it's like you're not like he's not gonna sign a one year deal. Right. Or a two year deal to be like, oh well we'll see what happens with the and, cap. You know, well, like it's and look, there's a million dollars here. Like if you're loyal to your team and you wanna stay and you're willing to take less money, then great. But if you're a player who's strictly out there to make as much money as possible you should not take more than two year deal right now. Straight up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I, I do also think that there's straight up. There's, there's straight up uh, going to be. These there's safety in just taking, even if it's, you know, even if you're taking a five million dollar deal and you're trying to get seven, sure, you have you're the still getting you're right. still getting five, right? right? Yeah. Like you're you're still getting paid five million over the course of that contract, and like you get hurt, you don't play very well, and Landeskog is right at the point where, especially I, you know, a, a power forwardy style of player that yeah. historically they do break down relatively early in their careers. Right. Uh, certainly a guy who's been physical in his career. He's yeah. not the most physical, but uh, definitely a guy that has not shied away from contact in his career. And there is that threat of when the body starts to break down, if, when it stops recovering as quickly, you don't ever get it back. And if that happens at 29, that's problematic. If it happens at 34, the abs are fine. There but are. It's going to happen someday, and you have to be 
you have to be cognizant of that. Yeah, I right. It, the question is when, and if you have that crystal ball, then there are 31 NHL teams that would like to hire you. Um, <laughs> 32. I imagine Seattle yeah, wants Seattle that too. Probably all over it as well. But I mean, they've done a, they've done a, everything they could to try and hire a crystal ball at this point. That's true. They they went pretty all in on some of that front office stuff. Yeah, um, I'm so excited to see what they put together. We'll see. We'll see. Got uh, pretty big shoes to fill, given what Vegas did that first year. Oh, but, yeah. I mean, that's not fair. Um, the other side of this this cap contract stuff is, one, there are, will be no compliance buyouts. They've been pretty adamant about that. That's a huge thing because a lot of people have just assumed, like, oh, the yep. NHL will give a compliance buyout or two and let teams bail themselves out of this. Nope. You know, and and like Colorado, I don't think would use one. They don't, they're not really in a place where they need to, right? Yeah. So, it, like a the team only like Toronto guy that you would have that conversation about would be Eric Johnson. Right. And Eric Johnson, the player, still has value to them. They yeah. still want Eric Johnson, right. the player. They just wish that they were paying three million instead of six. It, the only reason the Avs do it, if it's like, <clears throat> if they have a surefire line on like a Taylor Hall or something. Or an Alex Petrangelo. Right. Like, it, that'd be the only reason to, to buy out EJ with a compliance buyout. But they won't get that option anyway. Yeah. Um, Not even going to exist. So teams have to just... Honestly, I think year one, it's just going to be a lot of sitting. Yep. We're going to... You know, we might see some... We might see more player trades because teams are trying to move money Balance around. Cap, yeah. You know, where Toronto, a great example. Toronto could, could trade... Andreas Janssen and Alex Kerfoot to Buffalo for Rasmus Ristolainen, right? Like they just move money around and, you know, each team gets what they need. Uh, Toronto gets another defender to, I guess by definition, just technically because he plays defense <laughs> sort of allegedly. Yeah. Like he plays the position, <laughs> but and then and then Buffalo gets forward help. I think those are the types of deals that you'll see where they try and match money and just swap how it gets spent. And so uh, in, instead of like your traditional deals um, where it's like very futures heavy, you're you're selling for uncertain parts. I think you'll you'll just see money get moved around. Ben asks, what are compliance buyouts and why is it such a controversial topic? Compliance buyouts would be buyouts that the NHL allows that do not count against your cap hit. You're able to buy out a player's full contract. It's off the books. The player still gets paid the money that he's owed, but it does not count against the cap. This was done in the 0405 lockout. I believe each team got two compliance buyouts Yeah, um, because they had a cap readjustment which ultimately ended up staying flat, but it allowed teams more wiggle room when it came to an unexpected flat cap situation. And so there was precedent for something like this happening with a flat cap in the past, but it's not happening now by all accounts. Yeah. And, you know, that was where Philly famously used it. Both of theirs in like 10 seconds in yeah. on, on Briere and Breeze Golov. immediately. Like, no, nope. yeah. <laughs> they were like, Oh, remember those nine year deals that we signed in free agency? LOL. Bye, 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 bye. And then the other side of this escrow, at least for the immediate is going to be capped at 
Yeah, and then decreasing from there. Try and get to 10% next year, and then try and lower it even more from there. And ultimately, there has been a push that has gotten stronger and stronger of players wanting to remove escrow entirely in the next CBA. But I don't, I, I mean, if they're. <laughs> <laughs> they're working on this extension like that's a they know that this is a fight for tomorrow right for sure and i think that the what they might get back on the other side they've already talked about some quality of life improvements um better retirement benefits health insurance things like that for when they retire yep. to better help cover the the medical needs uh when their careers are over which is always really important if you look at the way the nfl has been uh, they have basically said, oh, well, you guys are on your own and screwed a That's lot of their very bad. Yeah. And you don't want that. Um, some other things uh, is that uh, better, better travel accommodations for families. Um, when um, uh, at the at the beginning and end of seasons, when when families fly in for games a lot, to, you know, to see opening night or uh, the last game of the year, whatever retirement things like whatever. Sure, yeah. That's when, that's when a lot of players do stuff like that. Um, and so they're trying to get uh, some of that put in there. Uh, also um, reimbursement, better reimbursement packages when players get traded. So, yeah. you know, they stay in a hotel for two months. The player's not sitting there playing for that hotel. The league will help cover that. Those types of things. Yep. So some quality of life improvements, you know, some some little things that they're trying to get into the CBA, um, where the where the league helps just make pro player life a little more luxurious, a little easier. Um, that's all good. I'm I'm all for that, man. Like I I love that stuff. Like like take care of your players. They're your whole product. Yep. One hundred percent. You know, you don't need to you don't need to like totally crazy over the top pamper them, but. What's wrong with taking care of them? Like you, you don't have a league if you don't have those guys, right? Exactly. It, they everybody's still people, right? Yeah, I get it. The NHL and NHL teams are a business, but yeah, you gotta take care of your people for the, sure. And the, I think that the retirement benefits and the the post career health insurance stuff is a huge win yep. for players in all sports. That's something all of them need to be focusing on and trying to get better deals with because. You know, you you make you make so much money. You know, think about a guy like Jason Magna. Yeah. You know, when he retires, like he will have made a nice living. Maybe not. I'm totally set for the next forty years, but he would he could have to, especially if our healthcare system in this country doesn't change drastically. He could go through a lot of those savings. Yep. Well, it, right. In, especially. In, health issues from his playing career for the tweener NHL types, especially yeah. because they don't have that big bank role and it's it, let's, it is too much to say that they're putting their lives on the line, but they are sure. certainly accepting a number of after effects for the rest of their lives by having a hockey yeah. career. Oh, definitely, man. I think, I think everybody understands that. Um, and that's part of why compensation is what it is for pro pro athletes. Yep. Um, but, but, you know, when you do talk about the tweeners or the lower end NHL players, you're not talking about guys like, yes, you know what? Having a million dollar contract is a lot of money, 
but when, uh, when taxes you retire get, at age 32, like, well, and like 35% of your contract goes to taxes and now yep. you have 20% going to escrow yep. and then you have agent fees and you have all of this stuff and you end up walking away with 40% of that actually going into your bank account. And it's not like, Oh no, you can't live off $400,000, but that's not the same kind of deal as like setting you up for life. Right. You know, you have, you have X number of years and for a lot of these guys, it's like maybe one, two, three contracts. Yep. And that includes a couple of one-year deals, you know? Right. Like, there are a lot of guys who are not setting themselves up for life because they just there's just not that kind of money to go around. You yeah. know, it, if Artemi Panarin can't handle his business making $11 million a year, that's Artemi Panarin's fault. Like, he makes plenty. And I would say... Most of these guys uh, that are making multi multiple millions of dollars per year, most of these guys should be fine. The vast but, majority of everyday NHLers. Yeah, those guys should be fine. Guys that have five, ten year careers in the league, they should be, they should be set. But getting, making sure that your fringe guys, hey, they have to make up the league too. Yep. And when you expand to thirty two teams, there's, there's a hell of a lot of more of those yep. guys. And you want to make sure your players are taken care of post-career. So I think this is a great, I think it's great for the players. They need to push for more of it. And every single CBA conversation that has to happen, they should be pushing for more and better uh, post-career benefits. Make yeah. sure you guys are taken care of. 100%. Uh, we can take our second break there. AJ, I've never been much of a coffee guy, to be honest with you, but Recently, someone turned me on to iced Strava Craft coffee with how hot it's been the past couple weeks. And I got to tell you, I was surprisingly impressed with how good that was. I've never, never really thought it made sense to have a hot drink cold, but it's extremely refreshing in the middle of like 95 degree weather. So if you want to try some iced Strava Craft coffee, now is the time. It's the richest CBD infused coffee that you can now purchase in K-Cups, whole bean or ground, you name it, whatever type of coffee you want. You can make it however you want to. If you want it hot, go for it. If you want it iced, go for it. Anywhere in between, you can add the cream, the sugar, I don't know, coffee terms. I'm, I'm not the best with them, but if you want to have some, you can get 20% off when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. Be sure to tag them on Twitter, all of that, as we're just one big happy family trying to support each other through these crazy times. In fact, once you're done with StravaCraft, you're going to want to head on over to Manscaped.com and get some of their products as well to make sure you're looking good down below the belt or honestly above the belt as well. Uh, you can get any number of manscaping products from them, whether it be a trimmer, whether it be cologne, mm. whether it be easy. Oh, I bet AJ has something. Yeah, look at that. They have these adorable little breath mints that they sell for like, it was like three bucks. It's easy money. Yeah, and like, they're very cute. So there you go. AJ, it's a, even it's a tiny little thing. Showing off the breath mint right there. Very tiny, and they're actually awesome. So there you go. Not only... Yeah keeping everything looking fresh but smelling fresh as well with the breath mints and cologne and they send you a uh they send you a newspaper that they make a manscaped newspaper yeah yep. it's i had it's i meant to actually show it on today's show but i guess we'll save it for tomorrow there you go it's a free skate friday type of newspaper yeah. for sure also yes they do actually make cologne see i there bought you some. Go. i was curious i was like what does this sound like or what does it smell like and 
I mean, for me, I don't really care because I don't really have much. As long as it doesn't smell like bo, it's good for it's you. Like, well, it's like I'm. I'll have to like leave the house and be like, oh, what does this smell like to Gosh. the world around me yeah. to really have an opinion? But for me, I'm like, it's fine. All right. Well. So keep yourself smelling nice with Manscaped's accessory products. You can get 20% off and free shipping from them at manscaped.com when you use that DNVR20 code. Get on it now, and also be sure to keep an eye out for when they get their perfect package 3.0 back in stock. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits. As we're just kind of going down the list here of the logistical things the NHL is starting to work out, the the solidification of the off season looks to be at the end of October where you you essentially treat October like June and then November like July with free agent frenzy being November 1st excited man i know it's going to be get all wiggly and jiggly it's going to be a lot of fun i'm i'm realizing we mm. have probably like three, three and a half weeks left before it's just going to be a flat out sprint for the next like four months. I will see. I was uh, talking to fiance this morning and I was like, look, like we are when this starts, it's going to be 70 or so days Yep, of, of chaos <laughs> <laughs> until the cup is awarded and then the cup gets awarded and then we're going to have a shorter than normal off season. Yep. We're going to get into uh, we're going to get into the draft and then we're going to get into free agency in November. Everything will kind of chill out a little bit. It'll be regular off season stuff. You and I will have plenty to talk about again. Yep. Um, through November and then camps November, will start mid December. Exactly. Camps get going in December and the season starts in January. Then they have a full 82 game season. Let's say that the season just runs through the end of July. And then we have the off season. Uh, the off season happens August, September, they do all of that, and then they roll right into the next season. And I was like, yeah. dude, we're going to have two full seasons plus this crazy playoff, and we're not going to have a full off season, like a full regular normal off season for us. A straight for the next sprint, man. Years. Yep. It's, it's going to be – it's going to be like – it's it's going to be awesome, to be honest. I'm, straight up. After all of this, I get – I like everything is perspective, right? But I've always – me personally, I get tired of hockey come like January, February. That like right when they're in like the 50 to 60 game range. Yep. Because you're like, you're talking about the playoffs, but uh, they're still two months away. <laughs> right. And like, you're like, oh, but there's still 25 games. There's still a fourth of a season left and anything can happen. And, you know, who knows what's going to go on, blah, 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 blah. And then. You start to get to the final 10 games of the season. That's when the excitement really starts to build again. And for me, I'm just like, whatever. I will take preseason hockey at this point. I was watching on Periscope the other day. The NHL was broadcasting one of the the the, the Rangers-Kings uh, Stanley Cup final deciding game that went to double overtime where Alec Martinez scored on the back yep. door. Yep. And like I was just sitting here totally transfixed. Like, yeah, it's... like boy wonder. I was like... like- it was amazing. Australian Ice Hockey League, I appreciate you. You've gotten me through some off-seasons, but <laughs> if my option is NHL hockey, I'm taking that. This is actually the YouTube question that we just got about crowd noise. What do you think? Should, should they, they pump they in pump crowd, crowd noise? noise for, no, I don't think they should. I, one I, of, 
it sounds is, weird when they're doing it in the EPL. Yeah, I don't, I don't. One of the things I'm actually super excited about with no crowds is how much on ice action can you actually hear? Yeah, on the TV, uh, because I think that would be super cool. And I don't. <laughs> I don't think there's any need to put in any crowd noise to put on a show or whatever you want to call it. Like, yeah, everybody knows there's no fans in the crowd. Like everyone is still going to cheer at home when their team scores a goal. I don't, it just feels unnecessary. This isn't WWE. You don't need to fake it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I want to hear the, I want to hear game sounds. And like, to be honest, I would take that option. As yeah. a default option, a hundred percent. Right. Uh, if, if I they could, had magic crowd muting things, I would take it for sure. Like, no, don't give me any broadcast. Uh, broadcast. Yeah, right. To, Not even no, announcers. Yep. Yeah. Yep. No announcers. No dialogue. Um, and just let me hear the sounds of the game. I would even with crowd noise, I would take sounds of the game with crowd noise over just broadcast. I, yeah. And, I, and that's sure. Just me personally. That's it's like no offense to broadcasters. I'm not like taking shots at them. I just I love the sounds of the game. One of the things I love when we're at practice or we're, you know, down when I when I go down and onto the ice level at the end of games is you're right there in the action. Well, you're you get to hear it, you get to hear it, you get to feel it, you get to feel the speed of it, and it's just totally different. I I love that. I think that's great. And not to toot our own horn too much, but maybe just a little bit. When your job is to watch hockey, you don't really need an announcer to tell you what's going on. Yeah, totally. Like you, you know who guys are. You, yeah. if you've done your homework, you should know who the other team is. You should know they, especially in the press box, they give you a thing with all of the lines that the yep. other team has given them before the game. Like you should be fine. You should be able to understand matchups very quickly. Um, by the by, midway through the first period, you should know basic coaching strategies in terms of line matching what they're what who's doing what in yep. that game exactly so yeah it, it's one of those things that i just for diehard fans and and people that watch the game intently it's God, super can i just say i am so excited to get hockey back <laughs> like i'm like like i i have this this pandemic has been whatever right but all i want to do is spend like days like just talking to abs fans on Twitter and talking about games and line combos. And like, I miss abs fans freaking out about stuff. I miss having those conversations. I miss everything about the game. I need hockey to come back. I am dying for it to come back. Please NHL, please don't screw this up. Please don't screw this up and come back to us because I am so excited for playoff hockey. I will be incredibly disappointed if the abs get bounced in the first round, but I will still continue to watch all of it. I am so amped for like five games a day, just sitting here like us hanging out on StreamYard, watching games and like talking noise at each other as we're watching the games together and like, oh my God, this, oh my God, that. I would love if we had a way, if we came up with a way to like, hey, let's, Let's watch these games together. Let's have a bunch of us like on Discord the other day. Basically, yeah. Remember on Discord the other day, we all watched the draft lot together. It was and it was awesome. Like we just you streamed it. I couldn't. There was no noise, but it didn't matter. I didn't need noise for a draft lottery. They flipped cards over. It's pretty, pretty self-explanatory. Like, oh man, I'm so excited to hang out with the community and actually have hockey again. 
please come back to us. Yeah. Sorry. I, I just had to get no, off, that, off my chest, man. I'm so ready. Was, I agree with you, but I'm trying to ease myself back in because I know there's still like three weeks to go. <laughs> and like, this is where baseball's great, right? Because it's going to come back a little earlier. And so it'll be like, oh my God, sports are back. So that like initial exhaustion will be gone. Yeah. Because we'll have it on every day again. And it'll be like, oh, this is normal. And then hockey will come back and those games are actually going to matter. And it won't be baseball. And it's going to be It's. I'm so excited. I I'm extremely excited to I miss hockey. Have it back as well. It's I I just wanted to clip a highlight. Please <laughs> let me clip a highlight. <laughs> we all have like a thing where we're like, yeah. just let us get back to doing whatever it is. Like the I tell you, I'm gonna get emotional for the Avs first game when we are in DNVR bar. And, like, we've got a bunch of our regulars. You know, Steph is there, and Cygnus is there, and a bunch of the other people. You know, Chris Hill will be there. Like, a bunch of our peeps are going to come down to the bar, and they're going to hang out, and we're going to all be – we're going to have a drink or two, and we're just going to watch the game, and we're going – and everything is going to matter way more that first game. Every hit, every penalty, every goal, every every time they hit the post – everything it's going to matter so much and the place is going to go bananas and i just can't wait for us to be back in our element i'm so ready for this it's gonna be it's gonna be sick yeah cygnus you got i think we owe you a sticker pack still you gotta get down there uh the final thing as a talk of someone asked this on the the question show the other day i i don't remember your name i'm sorry but there does look like they're trying to work in uh winter breaks for the 2022 and 2026 Olympics in the next CBA, mm-hmm. which is good news. Hey, Obviously nothing confirmed, but Hey, Olympic hockey is pretty dope. Oh man. And if that actually gets announced, we will, we will do a whole show on it. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It, we'll have the conversation of is JT Confer good enough to make team USA. Don't worry. <laughs> no, definitely not. He's not. Definitely not, but no team USA is going to be sneaky good. Yep. Since we last saw them in the Olympics, they've added Eichel and Matthews. So not to mention Kachuks. Oh yeah. Kachuks as well. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> so it USA is not going to be a, a pushover by any means, but I'm excited to have those yeah. conversations oh. down the line as well. I guess I, this is a good way to end the show is, is get hyped for hockey coming back one way or another. Who will be on that defense? The American defense? Yeah. Hmm. Not the Jones, real question will be, obviously. could we could we talk, uh, well, Jones and Wierenski. <laughs> yeah. Um, where is Sam Gerrard on the Canadian defensive pecking order? All right, so y'all need to go tell the NHL to get back at the Olympics so we can have this podcast, basically. <laughs> Cowed on Czech Republic? Uh, Frankie so on Czech Republic? Frankie you can make a case for. I don't think you can put Cowed. What? Not yet. Dude, you should put Cowed, Netris, and uh, Zadina all together. Cout, run it back. Maybe next, like after next year, maybe. Come but, on, man. I think you're overestimating the, the Czech talent in the NHL right now. Maybe. I might be. Yeah, Kale McCarr is an easy one. Kale McCarr, yeah. Nathan McKinnon. McCarr, the entire top uh, line will be on their team. Gabe, so. Yeah, Gabe Landeskog, Philip Grubauer. Those guys yeah. will all be there. That'll, yeah. those, those will be easy yeses. 
Um, Burakovsky should definitely be on Sweden somewhere. Yeah, I would think so. as like a third liner or something. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, anyway, we're already starting yeah. the show. Before we have a whole nother podcast today, we do have to get out of here. So thank you, everyone, for listening, as always. Much appreciated. We will be back tomorrow with... Uh, if you're around the Burgundy Review community, Earl06 will be coming on to have Free Skate Friday with us. We'll have some fun. We'll talk uh, all sorts of different stuff, like whether NHL players actually have a decision to make here, as as AJ alluded to. But mm-hmm. we do have to thank DraftKings Sportsbook before we get all of that, because with hockey right around the corner, they've had futures up for a hot minute And you can still get in on some amazing odds boosts right now, including the Mile High City Boost, which you can get plus 52.80 on both the Avs winning the Stanley Cup and the Nuggets making the conference finals. Both have to happen, but uh, that's a pretty big prize to win if you throw 20 bucks down on on a bet like that. So... For the record, uh, just to follow up yesterday's conversation, Joey Chestnut's record is 74 hot dogs. 74 hot dogs in 12 minutes? Yeah. Jesus. What? <laughs> the man is a wood chipper. I guess. Chestnut. Just he just them feeds them in there. No, 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 no. Well, the, I mean, they have like it down to a science, right? Because they like eat the dog and then they dip the bread in the water. Yeah. and it's Water like, it down so that it's not... It's not bread-like, yeah, which is disgusting. Have you ever tried it before? <laughs> no, disgusting. I can't say that I've ever tried so it nasty, before. Dude, don't do it. Well, uh, don't do that, but do bet on Joey Chestnut to yeah. win Nathan's hot dog eating contest, apparently, over a drafting yeah. sports book because the man is a machine by the sound of it. So get in on there. They have bets on everything, obviously, with the, the hot dog eating contest, hockey, basketball, baseball. Korean baseball, NASCAR, golf, uh, the list goes on. Russian table tennis, it's out there. DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered. And you can get $1,000 when you sign up and use code DNVR for a limited time. So get in on the free money and get your bets on. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25x playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. And that is it for us on the day. Thank you for hanging out, everybody. Much appreciated to all of you one more time, and we will catch you tomorrow. The Avalanche with Hey Police.